We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Perhatch, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it's uh, it's pretty bleak. It's pretty bleak. I don't know if you've been on Twitter uh, recently, but people ain't happy. Uh, the Packers lost on Monday Night Football to the Raiders, arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL. And um, yeah, before we even get into this, like Sarah, how are you feeling? Like, how did this affect you emotionally? Are you what? Is, what's going on in your world? Yeah, I mean that really sucked. I, I'll be completely honest. I'm not. I'm not totally devastated. I think you know, compared to just by looking at my Twitter feed, compared to other people. I don't think I'm as upset as others. I knew that this season was kind of going to be like this. There was going to be some games when the Packers looked awesome and some games where they absolutely stink. And, oh boy, Monday night, they absolutely stunk in so many ways. It was painful to watch. And like you said, Steve, the Raiders, not good. Not good at all. I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago and it was just the two of us that, you know, we were optimistic in this stretch of their schedule that, hey, they could – you know, they could get healthy again. We were they sitting there going, they could be six and one. Yeah, they could really be good. And they just said, you guys are absolute idiots. I think somebody last week asked us what our hottest take on this podcast was. Uh, that's surely up there now because mm-hmm. the Packers do not look good. Um, I'm very happy that there is a bye this weekend for both UCF and the Packers because no one can hurt me. <laughs> You say that, but we'll see, Sarah. We'll see. Uh, I'm mad, Steve. I'm real mad. Grr. Grr. <laughs> Rage. I'm so, I'm so mad. What up noises? <laughs> so I was on something with, um, she occurred in long, I think with, with, with Sparky, uh, however long ago that was, a few weeks ago. And he said, he said something about this stretch of games could be good. And I think my response was something like, they could lose every single one. I wouldn't particularly care as long as they're showing growth. 
well, the, so it's bad when they lose those games that also don't show growth. So, uh, yeah, an ugly game, frustrating game. I mean, the whole way frustrating because it felt like the Packers were a player two away. And if you look at the underlying metrics, the Packers were the better team uh, on both sides of the ball. It just they just, you know, on uh, just the turnovers were bad, came up with some bad errors at some bad times. I thought after the Watson bomb, after that, that big 77 uh, year game to Watson, I was like, this is it. This is the thing that's going to get them rolling, and it didn't. So it's a frustrating game. Uh, the buy, as I think we've been saying all year, buy is coming at a very, very good time, uh, both to kind of get those players rested up. I mean, Jenkins was back, was not 100%. Tom clearly was not 100%. Running was clearly not uh, Running was in a boot, like a walking boot, like three days ago. So he was clearly not 100%. So get those guys healthy. They, they've been tweaking stuff on the offensive side to try to like find some fixes. This gives them an extra week to kind of troubleshoot that, install some of that stuff. So I'm still hopeful in terms of how how they will be going forward. But yeah, that was so not a fun game. But Joe Buck kept saying, he was like, oh, we got, it was like in the middle of the fourth quarter. He's like, we got a really good one here tonight. Like you're, you're lying to yourself. Like we all know this is false. Like who, who are you trying to convince here? Uh, so that was, that's always fun. We're all watching the same game, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Just cause it's close. Doesn't mean it's good, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, the, I think the one positive that came out of the game was uh, we under, we now know that Zach Tom is an unbelievable actor and can flop like crazy. I will say the shove clearly took him off balance. Like he was going yes. down, but that yes. dude, he he sold the hell out of that man. Oh, when Aikman and Buck started like chuckling about it after watching the replay, <laughs> I was dead, man. I was dead. There uh, were so was... many good memes on Twitter about it yep. too. I saw one. Oh, I can't remember who tweeted it. I, I got to look it up and give them credit for it. But someone tweeted. Oh, it was um, at Toe Pack Toe, and she said, "Don't jump to conclusions, me." And it's just, <laughs> it's just him like floating in the Looks air. Like he's levitating. Yeah, so good. Sarah, are you find, following like a foot fetish account or something? Toe. No. Toe. It, it's just. No, I think she's a Packers trolling. fan. I can't remember her name. Yeah. yeah, no, she's a Packers oh, fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's the natural thing that the if their name is Toe Pack Toe. Is it Steve? Is that the natural thing to ask? Yeah, maybe you're the sicko, Steve. I don't. No. I think you could remove the feet are disgusting. <laughs> feet are disgusting. They are just so no, absolutely. What are we, not. What are we doing here today? What's going? I on? I don't know. We are clearly off the rails already. So maybe let's circle back to the the uh, the Packers losing to the Raiders. Uh, any takeaways that you guys had from it? I mean, to me, it, this feels like I think in this really showcased the fact that the Packers, how much they miss Aaron Jones, like how much of an identity was revolving around him and how much he was like, he's the biggest impact player for the Packers. So that's, it just seems like they're, they're confused. They're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. And we saw a lot of things that didn't work uh, last night. So it it was frustrating, but uh, Dusty, what did you kind of take away from the game? Yeah, I mean, honestly, that was part of it is with Aaron Jones. They need another speed back. They need someone else who can move because so much and the run game looked uh, competent for the first time all year. Uh, really, because I even looked at like, I mean, Aaron Jones did well that first game. Um, they had one yard before contact that entire Bears game, one yard. So it was still, it was just Aaron Jones making stuff happen. I thought the line was getting some movement up front because they were doing more of that downhill stuff, which I thought was good. Uh, but what they really want to do, because they want to move those linebackers out of the middle of the field, that play action game, they want to do so heavy. They just, they can't do, they can't up in the middle of the field because they can't threaten the edges. They want to like crack stuff on the edges. They want to get to the edge with the running game to 
to create explosives and to move linebackers out. And they can't do that because of running backs that, first of all, the line can't do a whole lot in that regard, but they don't have anyone in the running back room that can threaten them right now. So, I mean, whether it's Aaron Jones or someone, I think instant, because I mean, it's, it's AJ Dillon who I thought had a pretty good game and in, in what they dialed up for him. And then Patrick Taylor, who they cut and then will likely try to get back on the practice squad. Neither of those guys are speed guys. They need, they've got speed at wide receiver. It's clear to make this running game work. First of all, you need a healthy offensive line and they can move people but you need a threat to attack those edges. And right now they, they don't have that. And, and Jones is, is obviously the a one number one pick there. Cause he was been in this offense. We know he's very, very good, but when he's out, if the running, and again, I don't think Jones is the sole reason that the running game has, has stalled has not had those issues. The, the offensive line takes a ton of blame for that, but they need someone that can attack those edges. And right now they don't have that. So I think that's, that's one of the big things to me overall. I mean, it was, it was, when I was watching the game, it looked really ugly. It was ugly. It was disjointed. I thought the plan they went in with was good. The, the, I think the execution was real bad at times. Uh, they had three drops, and I feel like they, they probably could get credited for more than that. I think two on that final drive. I thought they took calculated deep shots. Uh, I thought Love operated well in the quick game. Like I thought there was a lot of things for that show to promise, but the execution was bad, and they just they can't attack the edges in the run game. It's kind of short-circuiting a lot of what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I think what you said, Dusty, is spot on about Aaron Jones being such a significant part of this team and and the game plan specifically for this week. You know, listening to the broadcast before kickoff, um, Joe Buck had had mentioned, you know, that Matt LaFleur and their conversation with him was, you know, pretty animated about the fact that Aaron Jones would be back and that they game planned like he was going to be back and that he was a key part of it. And then all of a sudden he isn't back and then LaFleur was frustrated because, you know, they kind of had to go back to the drawing board a little bit. So, um, you know, I think one of my key takeaways was, yes, this is a young team and um, there are going to be ups and downs, but at some point the playmakers have to emerge, right? Um, We saw this with Christian Watson last year with Romeo Dobbs that people start making plays consistently. And I, I think that's what, what's missing is just on offense, no one really is consistently making those plays. Uh, there was a lot of drops on Monday, which was frustrating. You know, Jordan Love didn't play well at all, but the times that he was able to hit his receivers, then there's drops and, and that can't happen. So um, I just think all around, it was just an absolutely atrocious showing and, there was no reason they should have lost that game on paper and just looking at the matchups, um, you know, on the flip side, looking at the defensive side of things, you know, yeah, they, they didn't play terrible, but they're also playing in not so great offense. Uh, I was su- surprised that they held Devonte um, and Josh Jacobs to as few yards as they did. Uh, that was a positive, but the Packers, I don't think I've seen them play a complete game and I don't know how long. If the offense plays well, the defense plays terrible, and the offense has to fight for their lives just to stay in the game. If the defense does decently well, the offense can't even score a point. So it's just there are so many holes that you know they at least need to patch up temporarily to get through this season. I think you know in, in previous years I'm not I wasn't a huge fan of an early buy, but that this year it may be beneficial to them uh, so that they can get some of these guys healthy and also just kind of reset and, and, and throw whatever the last few weeks were in the trash and, and start over because there were glimpses in weeks one, two, even three, where we're like, okay, this could be 
this could be a good team or this could be a decent team. Um, so they, they just have to go back to some of the basics there. But it was a tough watch. News and notes that we got, not too much, just uh, a couple of transactions. They did end up releasing Patrick Taylor, uh, the running back, and then re-signed outside linebacker Justin Holland. So we're assuming that they're, they're hoping they get Patrick Taylor right back onto the practice squad, which I wouldn't foresee any issues with that happening. But, you know, you know, crazier things have happened, so uh, something to watch. Um, guys, uh, Sarah, this is a really, really – fun thing for you now that you no longer have to watch Pat McAfee. You don't have to, and you don't have to report on it. However, the quarterback's still coming out and saying uh, some fun stuff, but uh, we're going to skip over that. We're going to skip over the whole Pfizer, you know, <laughs> debate me, bro, all that kind of stuff. We're just not going to talk about it because it's it's been all over Twitter. But Dusty, he actually came out and had some good things to say about uh, Jordan Love. So can you kind of give a, a recap of in case somebody didn't didn't catch that part of the interview? The quote was, he said, like talking to Packers fans, he said, take some deep breaths and trust this kid. He's a great kid. He cares about it. He's going to be around for a while and things are going to get fixed. So and he had a couple different iterations of that. But the overall message was, don't worry about him. He's good. The things you need to be good at, he is good at. He's a hard worker. And this offense, he's, I think he said, like, we, we all had rough patches. I had a rough patch my rookie year. All of us have rough patches. They'll get through it. That the, the coaching staff is good. They'll find a way to get through this. They're going to find answers for it. So it's one of those things. And I can't remember. If, he said he messaged Love after the game. I can't remember if he said exactly yeah, he what he said. Um, but I don't I, think he got into it, but I yeah. think mentioned that he did talk to him. Yeah, yeah. I was going to I was gonna say, I don't know that I, I heard him say exactly what he was going to say. But that was the overall message was basically, like, I mean, it was just hey, t- take a breath. The, there's going to be growing pains. Everyone has them, but take, just wait for this kid to be good. He's going to be good. He's a hard worker. He'll be fine. So it's one of those things. I mean, it's uh, say what you will by Aaron Rodgers, um, and and I know uh, a lot of us certainly have. One of the things I've always appreciated with him is is what he's done for love uh, with with he because he knew how he was treated with Favre. When he was in Green Bay, he didn't want that to play out with love, even though so many parallels between the way Rodgers left and the way Favre left uh, were comical to the point with with kind of how they left, that he has always been in love's corner. Even when he was there, he was always talking about now that he's left, he's texting after the Bears game. He's still like he's he's kind of still helping him out, telling, showing him the ropes. He's been a shoulder or, or kind of an ear for for love to to talk to. And just kind of pick his brain on. So I've, I've always appreciated that about the kind of that love Rogers relationship. It's been really cool to see even after Rogers has been gone. All right. Well, we've, we, since we don't have a game preview right now with the bye week, Sarah actually came up with a good idea. You know, a lot of times in corporate America, you have uh, evaluation times and you, you know, it's been five games for the Packers sitting at two and three and I even did this for within my company, but she said, let's do a start, stop, continue. So something the, the Packers need to start doing moving forward, something they need to stop doing, and something they need to continue doing. So, Sarah, since this was your brainchild, let's start with you. What was sure. your we'll, – we'll do everybody start, and then we'll, we'll, we'll progress through like that. So – I said that the Packers should start taking some more risk and be a little more creative on offense. Right now, it just feels like they're just kind of going through the motions at times. You know, on Monday night, for example, they got a little creative and they were letting love run a bit and that was working. And then all of a sudden they just said, oh, 
we're going to wipe that from our memory and pretend that didn't happen and shift away from that. So, and we've seen, you know, there's been a couple of trick plays and things that have worked. Um, so I'd like to see more of that. If what's not working and with sort of a stale offense right now, it, and it's, it's not working, it's not cutting it, then get a little creative Go deeper into the playbook and try some new things. Um, and then maybe you can figure out who you are from there. My start, and this has been a pet project of mine the past couple of weeks, is start leaning into RPOs. Their RPO game has been virtually non-existent this entire year. And I don't know if that's a the floor thing. I don't know if that's a love thing. I'm not sure what that is. But the benefits of just like a straight run is to get your uh, commit your receivers to blocking in the run game. So that can create explosives, find some creases down at like the second and third levels. And so as you break through the line, you've got those guys blocking. You see that with the Niners stuff all the time, right? You see those long McCaffrey runs and you've got receivers and tight ends blocking down the field. That's why you want to commit those wide receivers to the run. With young wide receivers, these guys are all willing. None of them are good yet. Christian Watson is very, very good. None of these other guys are good. Uh, at like, I think Jaden Reed might be the best, but we can say he's inconsistent, and that that's being nice about it. So the other, so what RPOs can do is you're, you're spreading that stuff out. If you whether you're doing the horizontal or vertical, you're spreading that stuff out at the edges, and so now you're taking these DBs who could come in and fold in and be part of the run fit. You're removing them from the equation by pushing them towards the sideline or pushing them down the field. And just given kind of where where this offense is, where these receivers are that are not polished blockers in a run game that like. They can't even get to the second level, so there's no benefit to that. Lean into the RPOs. Put a little bit more of the freedom into Love's hands. Give him some Give him some ways to attack some of the edges a little bit more, some mismatches on the outside. And then even if you're not doing that, you're creating lighter boxes for the run game. So I'd leaning, lean more into the RPOs than they've been doing so far through five weeks. Uh, you guys went very football-ish. I'm going to say that the Packers need to uh, partner with a dispensary and start serving edibles at games <laughs> because, like – if 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 the people that are on Twitter are at the games, man, they need to chill out. These they they need to really relax. The alcohol isn't going to be helping them. They need to you know be able to to relax a little bit more. So uh, I'm sure they can find some lucrative dispensary that they can really work with. Next up, let's do the stop. Sarah, where did you what do you want the Packers to stop doing moving forward? Uh, hurting me, making me sad. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said that the Packers should stop pretending to be a team that they aren't. I feel like everyone in the building and in the organization is so afraid of this concept of rebuilding, right? And this was a this was a you know a hot topic in the off season as well that you know nobody wanted to say they were rebuilding and you know and uh, you know kind of accepting the realities of that. This team is in a rebuild right now. They're starting over with a new franchise quarterback with an extremely young wide receiver core and extremely inexperienced offense with a bad defensive coordinator. So there, there are not a lot of things working in their favor. And I think the Packers just need to accept, hey, you know, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. We're probably barely playoff contenders. So let's just go out there and, and move the chains. Let's not play hero ball. Let's not force things. Let's just pick up the yards we need to and just just go from there. But I feel like there is just this overconfidence that they're better than they are, which I'm okay with them being confident. But, but sometimes you just have to accept that you're not the best team. And that's okay because I think in future years they could be pretty good, but it's not going to happen this year, and that's okay. 
Yeah, it kind of feels like they're trying to they're trying to build an airplane while it's already in the air. Yeah. And they can't admit that they need just to to land that plane, build it, and then go. Exactly. All right, Dusty, what about you? Mine has stopped trying so hard to establish the run. Uh, the running game is important. I know and for the floor, it's like central to what he wants to do. That offense, what you want to do is you want to build that stuff off the run, have everything look the same. It's not a good running game. And it's spe- specifically what they want to run. They want to not just the wide zone stuff because they've dialed back on that a little bit more. But some of the pin pull, like they want to attack edges in the run game. It's not just about pulling linebackers up. It's about pulling linebackers up and over in the passing game, in the play action game. They can't do that. Like with the, with their run game, with their line, I say even after Aaron Jones is back, I don't even know how effective they're going to be at that because the line cannot do that right now. And we saw that. I mean, it was effective at times against the Raiders, but then even then, AJ Dillon was like, "Oh, this is the best game AJ Dillon had." AJ Dillon averaged three point seven yards per carry. Like that's not good for a running back to do. You had entire drives. They had one drive. It was like, I don't know six rushes inside zone up the middle and it was effective at work it worked but you're also slim any anytime you do that you're, you're making the margin slimmer in terms of you're, you're taking up so much time on the clock in terms of trying to come back in terms of trying to establish an offense you're running so much time off the clock that you're limiting offensively what you can do you're keeping their offense off the field but are we scared of the raiders offense on the field we are not so like i i think this is not a good running team and to see them tr- still trying so hard to lean to the run just frustrates me to no end. Uh, Jordan Love came from a spread shotgun 11 personnel air raid system in Utah State, and that was four years ago now. But he's comfortable in that. He can operate in that. We've seen him do that. And the, with the weapons they have, speed at the wide receiver position, a threat at, a threat at the uh, tight end position, I think that's the best way to go about this at this point is you can still run. Make that not not the basis of what you want to do. Go spread, see what you got in these wide receivers, let it rip, and I think that's the best way to go about going forward. And I'm going to say stop getting hurt. That's all. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, for our continue, Sarah, what do you have for the continue? What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave, either way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. Hey, you win. For me, 
I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? In college, I personally dealt with an addiction that was tough to get over. And while my mind kept telling me to do the right things and I wanted to do the right things, it was always hard trying to make the right choices in real time. What I eventually found out was that therapy can help you figure out what's holding you back and how to work for yourself instead of against yourself. Therapy has helped me with my past struggles and helped make me a better person today for my friends and my family. Therapy has helped me learn my trigger points, my destructive habits, and what positive steps to take to ensure that those negative behaviors turn into positive ones. If you're even thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be catered to your schedule, and flexible to your individual needs. Make your brain your best friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com. Hello friends, today we're brought to you by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using code PACKADAY for 20% off plus free shipping. I recently picked up Manscaped Manscaped's new handyman and friends, it is amazing. There are so many incredible aspects, but the fact that it has one guard that can trim to 20 different beard lengths is a game changer. Their skin safe technology is legit and getting through a full shave without any nicks and cuts gives me all the confidence in the world to go for that smooth, close shave. Oh, and you can use it for wet or dry use as well. So this amazing device does absolutely everything. Right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code packaday at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code packaday. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, prize picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, It's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I said the Packers should continue trusting the playmakers that they have. 
So, I mean, obviously Aaron Jones is hurt, but when he comes back, trusting him, trusting Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson on the flip side, letting you know, Jarier Cook, letting Rasul Douglas and you know, Kenny Clark and some of the other leaders on that defense do what they need to do. I just feel like sometimes they try to rely too much on everybody else. Um, and last year, you know, we saw a lot of Rodgers at times on offense forcing it to certain players. And now, which isn't the answer either. And this year, it's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. And it's giving too much to everyone. And it's just focus on the people that you know can make plays. Let the others compliment them when it's necessary. Um, and... It's as simple as that for me. And, and Joe Barry, please, for the love of God, do not put Preston Smith on another wide receiver or I'm going to cry, <laughs> scream, and throw up all at the same time. Uh, mine just continue chucking the ball downfield. Uh, they've. It's funny, there was a stat runner enough this past game that he was like, Jordan Love was like two for 10 targeting over 10 yards, which is true. It's That's factually correct. But like his, his attempts past 10 yards were like 11, 13. 35, 48, like he was heaving the ball. I know through the first four weeks, he led the league and in, in averaged up the target. And he was down a little bit this past week because so much of his stuff was close to the line. But I like that they're doing that. I like that they're they're kind of operating quick game, doing what they need to do, and then taking calculated shots downfield. And with again, with the speed, with the mismatches you can create, I think it's absolutely the way to do it. The line can't always hold up, so you're not going to do it all the time. But like with Christian Watson in there, it's almost like every five plays, have him run and go out and chuck a ball up to him. Like what's, I was going to say, what's the worst that could happen? It could get intercepted. That's happening anyway. Chuck the ball. Don't be afraid. Just keep chucking the ball downfield. Do not get conservative now. Just keep, keep, keep that part of the game, if nothing else. And then I'm going to say, keep unleashing Rashawn Gary. Now he, he seems like he's fully ready to go. Like he is the man on that defensive line. I love Kenny Clark. I love Preston Smith, but Man, he's the one who is, has such a high win percentage on his rush rates. Like that's that's the guy you got to start with. Like you got to let him go. Let him like let everybody else feed off of him. Kind of like kind of like what Sarah had said. Like let him be a star. Star. Let him be a stud. And hopefully the the rest of the defense can follow suit. So, well, we did get a couple of questions from Twitter. Um, so we're gonna run through those to start with. Uh, first one actually is from Michael Kremer, and it's just – it made me laugh right away. And it said, is Justin Fields better than Jordan Love? Like, really? We're there? We're there already? We're there already? Like, At least I'm one a, person is, I guess. I'm At least a, one person, Steve. I feel like this is a joke. It's got to be a joke because, you know, Justin Fields is Justin Fields. But um, I don't know. Dusty, what do you think? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, any follow-up? No, no, no. I will say I like what Fields has shown the past yeah. few weeks. Like he is he has looked better. That's been it's encouraging if you're a Bears fan, but uh we we've got a lot we've got a lot more evidence that Justin Fields is terrible than we do that he's good. <laughs> I mean, it seemed I, I was able to watch some of the game and it seemed like they were for the first time ever were able to be like an honest evaluation of Justin Fields. Like these are some of the things he's good at. Let's try to make play calls that highlight the things that he's good at. Like, Which is crazy because no. they did that towards the end of last year and it was better. And then they forgot all those lessons early yeah. this year. <laughs> the first four weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be one or the other of like, this guy's the best, this guy's the worst. Like, 
it's somewhere in between. They're still feeling each other. Like it's still a feeling out process for, for a lot of, for a lot of this stuff. Next question from uh, Parker Eves. If you could bring in one former Packers player outside of quarterback to help the offense, who would it be? Is Matt LaFleur calling the game differently in the past two games than he did in the first three games or is execution just bad? So Sarah, start with you. Who would you bring in? Yeah, I mean, I think the easy answer is Devontae Adams, right? Everybody <laughs> wants that type of playmaker on the offense. But another one, you know, as I was thinking more about this is, it's Corey Lindsley. Just having a reliable center and, and somebody who can be consistent on the line, I think right now that would be something the Packers could benefit from. Um, there, there's just a lot of inconsistency there. And, um, and you know, in addition to Devontae, I think he could be a good candidate as well. Um, and then is Matt LaFleur calling the game differently the past two games than he did the first three, or is execution just bad? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. I think that he's been calling the game a, a little bit differently, trying some new things that just aren't working. But also Monday night, for example, was just horrible. Everything they tried, it looked like they were incapable of doing. There were so many drops. J- Jordan Love, you know, was probably – or not probably. It was the worst that we've seen him. He just – his instincts were off. Everything was off. And um, so the execution was certainly not there. Um, but I don't know if they had the best game plan either. Yeah, I mean, Devontae. Uh, Devontae, uh, Sterling Sharp, uh, Chad Clifton. Uh, Damn it, maybe. you stole my answer. <laughs> well, you mentioned him a couple weeks ago, so I figured you might have someone else lined up, Steve. I was, I was, I was giving you an opportunity to throw someone else out there. Oh, thanks. I appreciate you're, that opportunity. You're welcome. So, so nice of you. You're welcome. So any one of those, I think. And and as far as um, the floor, he's. I mean, I kind of mentioned a little earlier. He's calling it differently, and some of that's just, it's out of necessity. Uh, they've they've not abandoned, but some of that outside zone stuff that they want to do so much. Uh, they they. Not that they abandoned that they they severely have cut down on that uh, to the point where they ran inside zone and duo a whole bunch more this past week, which is what you want to do with AJ Dillon. That's what he's good at. So I don't know if that was AJ Dillon specific or um, offensive line specific, but they've changed that. And then the other thing they did, and if you look at, it, I was looking at, um, I was writing something for Cheesehead TV earlier and looking at his pass chart. I drew the pass chart. It looks like if you wouldn't know any better, it's it looks like an Aaron Rodgers pass chart. It's there's nothing in the middle of the field. There's like two interceptions in the middle of the field. There's like one other attempt. And the reason for that is because you <laughs> they can't stretch. They can't do the the wide zone stuff. Defenses know they can't do the wide zone stuff. So linebackers just playing in the middle of the field. The entire point of setting that stuff up with the run is to hit play action behind it. Well, linebackers aren't moving. So there's no holes behind him to hit. And so now they've resorted to quick game outside the numbers, which it's it's a very, very funny to me that they moved on from a guy who notoriously did not target the middle of the field to attack the middle of the field. And now they can't because the offensive line sucks and they can't, then they can't move the linebacker. So it's a whole lot of, they, they moved to basically like a predominantly a lot of power stuff, a lot of inside the tackle run stuff, and then a whole bunch of outside quick game and then calculated deep shots, which, which I like. I mean, I think that was, that's a good way to go about it. And I think the execution was bad. I think of one. I think his one his his first deep miss. I think the one to Jaden Reed was a result of that was that was a quick game. That was that was Jordan Love looking. All right, I'm throwing over here, and there's two guys in the exact same spot. They are not supposed to be there. You cannot throw that. So now he's in panic mode because he's all set up. Coverage look good. He's let it rip to the sideline and he can't. So now he's got to move. He got he's got to throw late. He's got Reed. He throws a little deeper. Reed bends and inside. And so there's some miscommunication. There's execution stuff there. But I mean, I think I'm and I'm probably in the minority here. 
I I don't have I thought it was promising what LaFleur did this week. I think LaFleur's been good every week. I think the execution hasn't been good. Again, I think some of his reliance on the run is something that I personally do not agree with. But how he is utilizing who he has, what he's doing, how he was able to ease guys, how he tried to ease guys back in, call things specifically for those guys, how he's still setting stuff up one after the other, how he adjusted some of his halftime adjustments, I think have been good. I think LaFleur's been been good this year. It's just the I think the execution's not been there, and it's just been guys not not doing things in big moments. And he's he's had some lapses, but for the most part, I've I've been on board with pretty much everything he's done it's just execution's been shoddy which again like we all knew that was that was accepted Th- these things will happen with these young guys sometimes well since you stole my answer maybe i'll go jordy nelson would be a good addition for yeah. sure prime prime jordy would be good and then i guess the a little outside the box but i mean charles woodson at safety would i think help quite a bit i think yeah. he could be that leader of the of the defense and uh and could really just kind of dictate things and, and move people around and put them in the right spots and be like, hey, Preston, no, 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 don't go there. We're going to put somebody to cover Devontae. So, and then maybe not have the, you know, he wouldn't have been lined up 10 yards off of a wide receiver, on you know, 10 yards away from that's the, wor- from- that uh, to be That's worse than the Preston Smith thing to me. Yeah. The feet in the end zone on that call, that's worse than the Preston Smith thing. Just, that's inexcusable. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Sorry, go mm-hmm. ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> and he said to finish off my point for me. Don't, don't. I can't. I can't pretend to be smart. You have to make sure that while I'm making a good point, you cut me off and finish it so it sounds like it's. Yours. I was also going to. I get it. I didn't get it. No, he specifically asked about offensive players, but I had originally written down Charles Woodson because I was like, get Charles Woodson an offensive oh, package, man. Let's of course, just no, it. of course. You you had that answer too. I got gotcha. you. Oh, yep, clear, clear as day. Got it, buddy. I will just keep teeing the questions up for you so you can answer. Yeah, thumbs up. Mm-hmm. That's not the finger I would use for you. You guys can keep going. I mean, this is really enjoyable for me. <laughs> no, I think I think he wants to kiss me pretty soon. Don't worry. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been in these situations a bunch. Don't you worry. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> Next question from Ryan Unk. Oh, that's a, I, I like that last name. O-O-N-K. All right. Uh, seeing a lot of quote-unquote want-to-see-progress talk today. Is it possible to assess the progress of young tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterback with the current offensive line and Dylan as RB1? What's a reasonable progress expectations in the current state? So, Sarah, what do you think? Can we Are, are we able to see the progress that's coming from these kids as of yet, or is it too much going on right now? Yeah, I think you can tell if somebody has it or if they don't. And sure, it might not be as pretty as it as it could be, um, but we should be able to at least see, okay, this person has the speed or this person has the hands or you know, this tight end is a great blocker and a pass catcher. Um, and those characteristics should come out regardless of the situation. Um, you know, a really good example of this, obviously this is a a different player, but you know, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt back in 2017, um, and, and Brett Hundley was the quarterback, everyone thought, oh, Devontae Adams is going to suck. He was the only player that then consistently performed on that offense. When you have it, you have it and you'll find a way to make plays. So that that's kind of just always been my philosophy, um, that the playmakers will find a way to get it done. Um, and then what's reasonable progress, just trying to get healthy, I think is, is first. And then from there, 
I mean, if they can finish over 500, I think that's a good season for the Packers this year. Um, you know, the, this is not a playoff team, uh, but if they can finish in the positives uh, in the win column, I, I think that gives them some confidence or enough confidence heading into the offseason to really kind of get what they need to together um, and come back and have a stronger you know, year two with Jordan Love and with a lot of these guys. Yeah, it's tough to isolate some of the stuff. Honestly, with running backs are, are tougher to isolate because you do have the offensive line. But luckily, we're not, we're not talking about running backs here. I think it's it's you're looking at what do they do? Like Sarah said, to a certain extent, what do, what do they do? What do they do well? Um, and then for progress, it's it's are they getting better at those things? I mean, quarterback, we can say, and that's one of the things I've harped on with love is like, listen, the uh, the accuracy has been an issue, and I will not deny that. And the deep ball has been a little spotty for sure he's making the right decisions more often than not that the first interception was real bad this past week. Like he just, he didn't see a linebacker there. And that was, that was concerning. That's like, that's one of the first ones that, that I've been like, okay, that was, that was bad for the most part. Our eyes are going the right place. Footwork looks good. You want to see him getting better with the decision-making. You want the deep ball to get better. So you, there's things you want. There's things that he has shown that he is good at. And you want to see him get better. The things he's not the same thing. Tight ends like Musgrave. Musgrave has been getting open. Musgrave has been good. Obviously, blocking could use some work, and obviously, he needs to not run like a little baby giraffe when the ball's in the air. <laughs> those are those are things Musgrave can get better at. Tucker Craft, I need a reason to love Tucker Craft at this point. Like Tucker Craft has been real bad, real bad at everything so far. So, you want something from him, and the wide receivers the same thing. Like Jaden Reed looks like a dude. He's a willing blocker, if not always a consistent one. Like that, I mean, that's the thing you're lo- you're looking at. Where these guys do well. Are they being used in the right spots? And for the most part, I think that's that's true. And so, are they continuing to get better at those things? It can be it's it can be tricky with some of this stuff we'll try to isolate that. But I think if you're watching these players specifically, either you know during the game, look at what they're doing. I, it, I think you can pick up on that pretty quickly if you're watching those guys. Does anybody remember what round Tucker Craft was taken in? I I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> specifically, did not bring it up. <laughs> Seriously, just trade every single one of them. <laughs> Never again is Goody allowed to pick in the third round. It's just the way it goes. Use like future third round picks to draft Tucker Craft at the end of the second. Like just do the same pick, but just get him earlier and then you're good. Just Yes, you have to use every third round pick to trade up into the last mm-hmm. pick of the second round. Yeah. Or uh, the first pick of the or the first pick of the fourth. One yeah, of the two. How how could this fail? How could no, this fail? I mean, it's it, it's foolproof. Next question. This one appears to be for Dusty. It's from Pop. On the third down in the red zone in the third quarter, after two straight Dylan runs, they did a rollout to Love's left that cut the field in half. What are the advantages to doing this in the low red zone? The disadvantages were clear from the play call. So it's funny because they did the, almost the exact same thing to the, the opposite side and got a two-point conversion out of it the previous week. Uh, and that worked. Um, but but now that it didn't work, it's, well, that's a bad play call. So, I mean, there are disadvantages to it. Obviously, you're cutting the field in half. But there are a couple things I like to keep in mind, with, especially with a guy like Love. You're getting him on the move, which gives you another option. You had two receivers. Dobbs kind of cut back and, and peeled off that route a little late, and then he got a little too deep in the end zone, and then he got shoved out of the back of the end zone. Uh, and so so he was out as an option. It became a one-man one man route. But you've got two guys over there, and then you also got Love on the edge. So if Love can get to the edge, uh, depending on how the defense is playing him, he's got an opportunity to run. And then also, I mean, in the red zone, you need, you need one guy to win. You need a step. You need half a step on a guy, especially on that sprint out stuff. That's all you're looking for. And that one was a little tricky because they're trying to get Jaden Reed out of the slot. And Reed was had his outside shoulder shaded by the slot guy. And so you need 
you need a step on that immediately. So Reed needs to win outside, and he didn't. Uh, and part of that's the alignment of of him versus the the cornerback across from him. But I, I, it's one of those things that <laughs> the half field read stuff is is always bad if it doesn't work, and always good if it does. There, there are with every play call, good things and bad things. But in down there. I like it because you're getting your quarterback down the edge. I say I don't hate it. You get your quarterback on the edge, and then also all you need is a false step by a defender, and you and you get him. And the Packers have done this a bunch of times down there. And I will say, up until this game, the Packers were. I think I looked at this. It was the third or fourth best team scoring touchdowns in the red zone coming into the game. Obviously, they didn't do that, and that was another thing. One of the reasons they lost. They have been a good red zone team this year, uh, and that that's just one it, that did not work out. But I don't really have a problem with the call. Next question is from Brian Hartstead. We knew there would be growing pains with this very young team. What bright spot did you see from last night that brings you to feel optimistic about better games ahead? And a food question, start, sit, cut, spaghetti, lasagna, ravioli. So, Sarah, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, there weren't many bright spots from Monday. <laughs> um, but I just continue to be – impressed and amazed by Rashawn Gary. I think that he is the bright spot of the future of this team. And I can't wait for the Packers to pay him because that's a guy on defense that you build around. Um, I mean, he has just been fantastic and he's still been limited coming back from his injury and has made, been able to make an impact in every game. Um, So that would be my bright spot. And then, Another tough food question from Brian. I'm going to go start spaghetti. Just feel like it's the most versatile. Um, And then I'm going to cut lasagna. Oh, my God. And... Wow, but, she, but you know what? She really, she, she thought about it. She really I had, had a tough it, time. This is a hard decision. Yeah. The reason why is because I prefer white lasagna over red lasagna, and it's just not very popular. So if I'm just going with basic lasagna, I'll I'll cut it. But if it's white lasagna, then I'd play it over, or I'd sit it over cutting. Okay. Okay. Um, Notice how the five-year-old likes Puschetti first. <laughs> Listen, okay, but- I'm not. Mo- I'm not mocking <laughs> that because I also. I've also got Biscetti for Yeah. Well, oh, come on. Versatile. Come yeah. on. Listen. All right. Let's get through that. Then Steve can yell at us about food takes later for getting mad about spaghetti like a like a weirdo. Uh, let's see. Uh, what what bright spot did I see? A couple bright spots. I mean, one of them I think love again. His accuracy on the short stuff, I don't think that's going to stick from week to week. I think he's just going to be relatively inconsistent. But some of the, what he did and like the boundary on the short game, like that stuff's not easy to do, that quick game stuff, uh, as accurately as he did. And he did well. That's one of the issues I've had with him has been he's, he will throw consistently to the inside shoulder on those outbreaking routes. That gives the cornerbacks a way to, to hit those. Consistently hitting those in the right spots on those outbreakers, which is not something he's done at that rate uh, so far. So I like that. And again, the deep ball, uh, the numbers aren't good. I thought the deep ball looked good. He had a couple that uh, the one that Watson slowed up on. He had the one that kind of Reed took a little different route on. I thought the deep ball was probably the best he's thrown. Now, maybe that's damning with faint praise, but I thought the deep ball was the best that he's had uh, all year so far. So I think those were good. Uh, and then I start to cut. I'm going spaghetti um, because you can do a lot of things. It's versatile. Like Sarah said, you can do so many things with, with spaghetti. One of my favorite spaghettis, it's the um, 
Uh, what is it? I, I got a spaghetti factory. It's the one that apparently Homer ate all the time while he was re- while he was writing the Odyssey. It's like a, a spaghetti buttered buttered spaghetti with like uh, mistra cheese or something like that. I don't know. It's and garlic. It's delicious. So, so basically, you want butter noodles? <laughs> yeah, but with garlic and then piled with cheese, Steve. Yeah, and then uh, yes, yeah, sit. I've got lasagna and then cut ravioli. Uh, ravioli's always been like just. It's fine. I don't. I don't care one way or the other about. See, I love ravioli, ravioli, but a good lasagna is good. So yeah, spaghetti number one, and, and I, I don't care if you're going to try to bully us about this, Steve. I think that's that's the correct pick. Well, no, it's an opinion, so it's not mm. a correct. But that's yeah. my anyway. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's stupid, and you're wrong. <laughs> uh, promising thing from um, the brighter bright spot from the game. I mean, to me, I didn't. I didn't feel like there was as much of a bright spot. Like, I, I didn't like walk away being like, you know what? There were a few plays away from from really just making this thing click and hum. So, um, you know, it, it's what to me. It was one of those games. Like, it was gonna, it was bound to happen where they were gonna they were gonna drop a stinker, and it wasn't gonna be fun to watch. And it was gonna happen. And unfortunately, they played down to me. They played down to the level of the team they were playing. And so that was a bit of a disappointment for me. So, I mean, it sounds like you guys took some bright spots away from it. So that's great. Um, and then as far as the start set cut, I'm going to start lasagna because that's like the best Italian dish of all time. And then I will sit ravioli and cut spaghetti. Boo. Mm-hmm. Because I actually, I have like actual taste. So mm, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> You legit said you wanted buttered noodles. That was it. (laughs) But you throw cheese on top. Cheese and garlic, Steve. Homer ate it, Steve. (laughs) I don't think that's the way you want to argue this, is that Homer ate it. It is. You ever read the Odyssey? (laughs) I was forced to read it. It was fine. It was a fine book. (laughs) Uh, Now I'm sold. Now I'm sold. I'm going to completely switch my answer. Next question, we got Matt Pickett. The wolves are starting to howl a little louder, but it's absolutely too early to seriously consider firing Matt LaFleur. At least not yet. What would it take to make that talk more serious? So, Sarah, uh, are you going to give us our, your wolf impression? <laughs> no, it's just it, the crazy thing about how long we've been doing this show is that it's Right now, when you were asking that question, it felt like Dusty and I were in the same room making eye contact because we <laughs> looked at each other through the screen and just both started laughing at the same time thinking about that. No, I'm not going to do it. I, okay. I don't want to embarrass myself. Um, what would, uh, first of all, if anyone right now thinks that Matt LaFleur should be fired, please breathe in and breathe out. It, it's going to be okay. This is ridiculous to be, you know, calling for this right now. I know Matt said it's too early. I I completely agree. What would it take to make that talk more serious? Well, I think if the Packers win, you know, many games the rest of this year, then, yeah, I could see where people start um, calling for that a bit more. But then again, this the Packers were not supposed to be good this year. This is not a year where – they were supposed to make the playoffs where there were all of these expectations. It was completely unknown. So as far as Matt LaFleur, 
no matter what happens, I think you have to give them the rest of the year. And then if they stink again next year, then yeah, they'll probably think about making a change. But I don't see a world where he is not the coach of the Green Bay Packers going into next season. I think that would be out and out mutiny in the locker room. I think that would be that like yeah. this year. Yeah, guys quitting on the field. There's funny. I was there was a clip. I think it was Ted Nguyen posted this today. That was uh, I think he said this was this was the old Baylor route, and this was uh, a red zone rep this past week from the Eagles, and the play was going to the right. And so the thing with with Baylor, a lot of those spread offenses, Tennessee will do this too. That if they will call the concept to one side of the field, they'll just tell those receivers take the playoff. Just stand out there. Don't do anything. It's not coming to you. Don't worry about it. So you'll see those guys just like take a step and walk and just stare because they've got to save themselves because they got these hyper speed, hyper speed offenses. It was a red zone rep with the Eagles and it was AJ Brown on the left side, not doing a thing. He legitimately just like walked three steps off the line and barely looked at his DB. That's one of the things. If that happened with Green Bay this past week, pitchforks would be out. Oh, he quit on this team. Blah, blah. Like, I think it would have to be stuff like that. It'd be the entire team melting down, saying terrible things in the media, clearly not trying. And like everyone just saying it's, it's the floor. It's the floor. It's the floor. I mean, I, I, I think personally, I think he is a good coach. Um, it seems like the players respect him for the most part, regardless of what the Kurt Benkert likes this has said this past week, apparently. Uh, but I, I think to be more serious, they would have to, I mean, they'd have to lose the vast majority of their games in very embarrassing fashion. Uh, and then the players would, would have to quit. Basically. I think, I think that's what it would have to take. I think it have to be with, with what he's done so far. I think it have to be pretty extreme for that, that, that talk to grow any louder. I I agree, and then I think it would have to. On top of that, it would have to be Jordan Love taking steps backwards and like showing that he's not taking the coaching of Lafleur. And you know, if the the upper brass thinks that Jordan Love is still the answer, and Matt Lafleur can't get the best out of him, then they start that discussion. But I mean, like you guys have said, overall, I don't see this happening at all this year. I don't really see it happening mid season next year unless they just go into complete and utter tank mode and can't win a game anymore. Um, so, yeah, I just – I really don't see it happening. I mean, if they come out of the bye and lose the Broncos by 50, like, the talk's going to get loud. I just don't think that's going to happen unless the team quits. <laughs> the talk's yeah. going to get – the talk's going to get loud. I mean, on Twitter, yes, the talk's going to get Correct. loud. And, and, and as much as we all love Twitter and we've, we, you know, we, we met people from Twitter and there's great people on Twitter, it doesn't mean a damn thing. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. So yeah, Twitter is not reality. Right. All right. We have one more question from Dave Hahn. Uh, if you could change one thing to improve production in the passing game, what would it be? Receivers creating better separation, tight ends doing something after the catch, or Jordan loves accuracy. Uh, and what is your go-to junk food for a dinner option? So, Sarah, how would you improve the passing game? I think receivers creating better separation, just just giving the offensive more flexibility in that way would be helpful. You know, I'd, I'd love to see Love be a little more accurate as well, but I think sometimes it's just a matter of the guys not being in the right places or, or miscommunications there. Um, so that's what I'd want to see. And as far as go-to junk food for dinner, I would just say, you know, pack a ramen. That's really easy and a just ungodly amount of sodium that <laughs> you should not consume um, in one day. But um, if I'm you know, feeling lazy and, and just need something to eat very quick, uh, that's usually the go-to. 
I think it's just execution. Cause some of the other stuff, like that's the thing. If, if, if I could change one thing, like, well, yeah, like those things would be nice, but also like looking realistically, like based on the, based on the structure of this team, I don't know that that's happening. So it's just better execution. I think they've got the players, uh, tight ends, like tight ends doing something after the catch. That wasn't Musgrave's game in college. He's not suddenly going to get better at that. in the pros loves accuracy. I think is always going to be spotty, but they can just execute better. If guys are where they're supposed to be, if guys are, are doing their assignments, uh, <laughs> at least like, at least more than half the time, I think that's better because you can stomach, I think, some spotty accuracy from Love if the team as a whole is operating better. I mean, even with Love not looking great so far, if they even hit on four more of these deep shots uh, that some of these guys are like, you know, bending the wrong way. Some of them are overthrows. Some of them are the routes are wrong, wrong. I think they win two more games. So I think I think the the margins are that slim. And I think if, if guys are just doing their jobs better, I think the team is better. That's <laughs> A very, very, I guess a very easy way to say if if the team works better, they will be better. But that's I think that's really where they are with the pieces. Uh, go to junk food. I'll go Totino's pepperoni pizza. That's uh, my wife used to eat those all the time in high school. So that was like an early, and then in college, after we got married right out of college, that was like a big like early marriage quick supper food. We don't eat them much anymore. But anytime it's like. <laughs> Like the kids are gone for a little bit. Like, ooh, you want to get some Totinos? Let's do some Totinos. So, I think that'll be mine. Uh, they they still living just, it up, man. Living oh my goodness, man. We know how to live. Uh, <laughs> it's still just as greasy as ever. But man, if you do them up right, they're just just delicious. Okay, I think I would go with the with Jordan Love's accuracy. I mean, it kind of goes like to what you said, Dusty. But if they hit on some of those deep balls, like there are guys that are open. There are wide receivers that are open, and they're just particularly not on the same page on whatever for whatever reason and they'll hopefully get there but I mean if he the accuracy level fixing that of like well he's able just to put it right on him like that's going to solve a lot of things so um, I would say that and then go to junk food Um, we had some fun arguments about this beforehand and so I had to change my answer but um, I always for some reason I love those frozen White Castle sliders Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, those things throw those in the microwave. Those get nice and hot, and uh, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden you eat six of them, and you're like, "Wow, I just ate like two hamburgers." All right, yeah, probably not the best thing in the world for me, but they they do they do hit pretty good. So, guys, that's gonna do it. That's all of our uh, that's all of our questions. Thank you guys again for submitting those. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelleher four at Steve Perhatch and at Packaday Podcast. But before we go into the abyss of the bye week, uh, Sarah, why don't you hit us with your closing thoughts for the day? Yeah, I don't have much. Just hope everyone has a relaxing week. Monday was stressful. There's no Packers football this week. So take a deep breath. Again, this is the best time of the year. The weather is getting cooler. Halloween is right around the corner. Um, And just it it will be okay, Packers fans. It will be okay. Um, You know, we – We've said it before. We talk about all year how football season is is what we look forward to. And yes, it isn't the most fun right now, but things will get better for the Packers. I feel confident in that. You know, if you need any optimism, know that they played the Denver Broncos right after the bye. And so help me God if they can't beat them. Um, but Sarah, they well, just played the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I know, but the Broncos are even worse than that. So, um, you know, just definitely don't be too discouraged. Don't let it get to you too much. You know, like there's been a lot of just yelling into the angry man, yelling into the cloud, you know, energy on on Twitter about the Packers. And 
you know, it's okay. But this is this is what we love about football and the season and everything that comes with it. But it will be okay. Yeah, for me, uh, stuff I'm, I'm writing, trying to get done with, I guess. Uh, today, for Cheese TV, I have a passing chronicle, so kind of look at the passing game a little bit, look at some numbers, talk about some general thoughts, and then I've got some uh, two or three clips we're going to be looking at, some plays that I enjoyed. And then, uh, I don't know, over the bye week, I'm going to try to try to get something done, I guess, there as well. I should have, I think tomorrow I'm talking to to John Coons. That video should be out over on Cheese TV tomorrow, breaking out a couple of plays. I don't know what those plays are going to be yet, uh, but that should be up tomorrow, which has been a lot of fun. And then I got some some videos in the works looking at uh, that throwback running back screen, kind of contrasting that to the one at work, showing where that went wrong, uh, looking at Love's interceptions and deep balls. And then there's been a couple of, a couple of things the past couple of weeks of Love having like a backside ISO slant wide open that like he's looking at and then just doesn't throw. So I'm kind of looking at those and pondering on those bit so some thoughts on those coming out at some point but uh yeah i'm kind of looking looking forward to getting this stuff done and then just kind of just fading away for a week and just watching watching football on sunday with no stress and no obligations i'm i'm very i'm very excited very excited to get into that nice uh well i mean you guys know know me and so today is actually october 10th while we're recording this and that's national mental health day so um you know, if you're if you're struggling, we've we've talked many times about DMs always being open. So if you ever need to chat and want uh, somebody to listen, whatever. But you know, take care of yourself. Make sure you're doing that, especially after Packers losses. I know some of you take those very very hard. So uh, make sure you're you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're talking to people, getting out in the world, go pet a dog, do whatever you got to do. But uh, make sure that you take care of yourself. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. And as always, go pack go. the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies count on real-time product availability and fast delivery call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done